today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Something uh, very innovative that's happening that's very, very necessary, especially in light of the fact, as we just heard on the news, that uh, almost 2,000 cases in Ontario for COVID-19. Are we not getting the message here that we need to look after ourselves, that we need to mask, we need to social distance, and we need to wash our hands? And we need to avoid large gatherings. Uh, 2,000 cases. We're going the wrong way here, gang. And, and that's very, very frustrating. I know for the people that are trying to design policy to try to get us out of this pandemic mess that we're in right now. Well, some of the work that's happening is going out right uh, at McMaster University in the West End of Hamilton. Uh, researchers at McMaster University are ramping up a wastewater testing program designed to quickly detect and track COVID-19 in raw sewage. And that could serve as an early warning sign for uh, the current outbreaks and future pandemics. Joining us to talk about this is Dr. Kale Gratzenberg, who is the uh, Professor of Engineering and Public Policy with McMaster. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for the time. Great to have you on the show today. Thank you very much, Bill. Explain the program. Exactly how does this work? Well, we know that if you have COVID-19, you shed virus particles in your feces, and they'll go into the sewage system, sewage treatment systems. And although we test people for COVID-19, people who are asymptomatic are not getting tested. People who have the illness may get a false negative. So this is a real indicator of the prevalence of, of COVID-19 in Hamilton and or across Ontario, actually. We take samples from wastewater treatment plants to search for the virus RNA, and if it's present, we know that we have it in the the community. We can even actually go up into various sewers and sample uh, near a a grade school, near a long-term care facility, uh, near a hospital, and see if those signatures are going up or going down so we actually can start locating where in the neighborhoods the disease is starting to spread and take action very quickly to stop the spread in those locations. So we're doing this now as a partnership with the Ministry of Environment, Conservation and Parks, sampling or receiving samples from about a dozen communities across Ontario so we can measure the COVID signature in their wastewater, send it back to the public health authorities, send it back to the province so that they can respond with the appropriate action. Yeah, I, I don't want people to think this is just Hamilton. I mean, you're doing Niagara Region, Haldeman, Norfolk, uh, Oxford County, uh, and a, a number of communities in there. How long have you been doing this now, Gail? Well, actually, we started we, we started developing a partnership with an, with about 20 different municipal and non-municipal treatment plants in uh, um, April and May. We started growing that partnership in July, and this initiative now to deal with um, St. Catharines, well, and Niagara Falls, Grimsby, Oxford, Hamilton, and so on, Norfolk County, and so on, has just emerged in the last few weeks. So we're very excited about this new turnaround. So we've been testing, we've been working on the testing protocols with our partners uh, over the last many months to say, you're already sampling your wastewater treatment plants. You're already looking for pathogens. Now you should be looking uh, at the same time for COVID-19. So what's unique about the project, though, so now that we're being able to receive these um, samples from across communities, as you just mentioned and I just reiterated, we're also trying to understand, even with the best methods, what is the ability of, of these communities to actually start doing it on their own? So the initiative of the, of the ministry is really, now that we're in a terrible situation in Ontario, your statistics and your news um, show just brought that home to us nearly 2,000. Can we get these communities to do their own testing? In the immediacy right now of the crisis, 
we are providing a service to Ontario by helping these municipalities, by doing the analysis for them. In the longer term, Dr. Um, Zobia Jawad and myself want to be able to work with the province and probably even the federal government to understand what kind of infrastructure do we need across the province, across Canada, to enable these wastewater facilities to do it routinely for the long term. Yeah, because even if uh, this pandemic does subside, and we're hoping that's going to happen, um, we don't know what's in the future. And this is a, a fascinating test that, that could be practical for a lot of different municipalities, I would think. It should, be pan, uh, it should be across Ontario. We're negotiating now to try and find out some remote communities, First Nation communities that we can assist as well. But, you know, the vaccine is going to come. We don't know how long it will be effective. Will people go each year to get vaccinated? So if we see numbers drop, that's excellent, and the wastewater treatment plants will be able to tell us that right away. But then we can also track if there's a reemergence of the pandemic, if people are not getting vaccinated, uh, or, or uh, some, some sectors cannot get vaccinated. They may be allergic to the vaccine. So we'll be able to see what happens with COVID over the next few years. Our intent with this project is not to be here for six months. It's to be here for the long term. This is one pandemic. What if there's another one? We want to be set up so that all our municipalities can track future pathogens as well as the COVID-19 that we're faced with right now. And, and that's great advice because, uh, you know, for those of us who remember the SARS uh, problems from years ago, uh, there were a, a, a long, there was rather a long, long list of things that we should do and we should do better uh, to make sure this never happens again. And I think we all had the best of intentions, but uh, with the passage of time and, and you know, we figured out, well, we don't really need to do all that stuff now. And bingo, here's another pandemic. So we, we, we need to be diligent, don't we, going forward? Oh, absolutely. We don't know what's coming our way next. We don't know. I mean, SARS is an ever-evolving ever challenge. Every week there's new information. Every month there's new information. We don't know where this is going to go. Nobody knows what, quote, the new normal will be, what it will look like. Uh, if we start really, uh, relaxing and as, as, as the pandemic curtails, is there going to be another spike? Is there going to be a third spike? We don't know. So we need, like you said, to be diligent and equip all our municipalities, small, regional, um, large, remote, First Nations, all those communities need to have the ability to protect themselves by measuring what's going on in real time in their community by detecting it in the wastewater stream. We're actually, actually right now, even have 13 sampling points around McMaster University that's basically closed right now. I mean, there's some classes going on, but everything at McMaster sure. is remote. So what happens if we open up in September? So we have sort of baseline information of what's coming out of major buildings all around campus, and then we can see as we reopen what the trends will be in real time and take immediate action to do the precautionary thing if we see outbreaks in certain sewer areas that say this building is a hot spot. Why this is so important, I was intrigued when I saw the story, though, is that because uh, you, you mentioned about the only way that we can really do this now is with, with as you say, if somebody goes for a test. And I don't know that too many people actually do. I, I know there are lineups at, at all these places when they were doing test sites. But, uh, you know, somebody could actually be, as you mentioned, asymptomatic, or they could be feeling kind of miserable and figure, all right, I got a runny nose and a bit of a cough, but they didn't, I'm not going to go test it. I'm just going to self-isolate for a while. Uh, but these... This, this is fail-proof. I mean, this is going to show you where the virus is, absolutely, uh, without the, the need of a test. So, I mean, you, you, can, you can develop your own hotspots just by the analysis of what you're doing here. 
Exactly. I mean, you can if you see at the at the wastewater treatment plant, which which is the end point for all the sewer systems down into a municipality. If you see that it's spiking at the wastewater plant, you can say, well, what what could possibly be going on? And then you could target up what we call the sewer shed and go into different neighborhoods, not household by household, of course. That would be pretty insane. But you can certainly go into <laughs> neighborhoods, into school districts, into fitness centers, into restaurant uh, enclaves, and see what's going on and know how to target a lockdown so that we no longer have to lock down an entire province, but maybe a region in a municipality needs to be super precautious. Because my my sister-in-law tested positive because one of her colleagues had COVID-19. She felt fine. She was asymptomatic for the entire time that she was self-isolating. She had absolutely no symptoms. If she had not been tested, she would have spread that around to everybody else. So this asymptomatic issue is a very real challenge, and by testing the wastewater systems, we can overcome that um, one that weak link in the testing system that um, misses people or misdiagnoses people. This is a real-time signature of what's going on in all of these municipalities. Is uh, the ministry uh, is, is tracking this, obviously, because you're getting this with the support of the Ministry of the Environment, Conservation, and Parks. Uh, do they see the, the, the benefit of this to, on, on, a, on a provincial-wide basis, for instance, as opposed to simply what you're doing uh, with a number of municipalities? But I, I, as you mentioned, Gail, I think your long-term goal here is, is to do this on a province-wide, possibly on a national level, but uh, let's, let's walk before we run, I guess. But this, this seems like a, an incredible way to try to track exactly what's going on. I hope they see the benefit in it. Well, they do, because they've engaged a number of universities. University of Guelph is doing some of the sample analysis. Ottawa University is doing some of the sample analysis. University of Windsor is doing some of the sampling analysis. We're doing it. We're trading samples with some of the other universities to make sure that we're getting the right signatures, that we have consistency in results. They absolutely see this. The Premier's directive was to get testing done all across the province. What we're doing that's a bit different from uh, the, uh, the university is that we're developing a consortium of municipalities that want to understand how to equip themselves so they can do it themselves in a sustainable manner in the long term. It should not be up to the ministry to hire a bunch of universities to test the province. Uh, ideally, and they're with us on this, they, they are agreeing with us, that ideally right now we'll do it with the universities as a service to the province of Ontario. But in the longer term understand the needs in every single jurisdiction so they can do it themselves. And that's the next step. But like you said, let's walk before we leap, because right now we're walking, or we're walking pretty fast. But let's prove that we can do this for the province and then enable everybody else to do it for themselves. Is the, uh, is the technology transferable, I mean, from, from what you guys are doing and, and at the other universities? Uh, so. Let's uh, as you say, some remote areas up in northern Ontario, et cetera. That is, is it feasible for them to uh, undertake something like this? The, the technologies are transferable. Absolutely, we're we're working with a standard protocol that the ministry has approved. We're working in our partnership and our in our consortium to talk about how they would implement it locally. What's needed is money for the infrastructure. So the technology is perfectly transferable, but the equipment needs to be purchased. People need to be trained. It's all doable, but will take money. And to protect people's health, I think it's money well spent. Absolutely is. Great work that you guys are doing. Uh, Gail, thank you so much for taking the time with us today, and uh, continue good luck with this project. Thank you very much, Bill. I appreciate your interest in the story.
Absolutely. Well, everything we can do to try to battle this pandemic, and uh, you're getting right down to the root causes of it. And again, Dr. Gail Kratzenberg from uh, McMaster University. Take care, Gail. We'll talk again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.